Boom! We are live, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It is, of course, your boy, Nolan Hawkeye Anthony, here. And I hope you guys are having a fantastic weekend and you guys had a fantastic week, wherever you may be. And, of course, however you may be listening. I got an absolutely blast of a show today. I'm excited to do it. It's Guys, the bottom line is, this show is just always way, way, way more fun to do when the Iowa Hawkeyes win. And, you know, there is something to be said about your team losing and changing it up a little bit to talk about some of the issues that your team has. But like I said, it is always way, way better to discuss your team when they have won. And, of course, the Iowa Hawkeyes put in a sick, sick performance against the Penn State Nittany Lions at home in front of a sellout crowd, which is always great to see. The the Iowa fans are just the best. You know, that's why I always defend you guys, uh, especially when the Iowa media comes after you. I defend you guys. And you guys have helped make my show one of the most popular, definitely top three, if not the most uh, popular show on YouTube with regards to the Iowa Hawkeyes. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Before we get into Iowa versus Penn State and what transpired in that game, I want to mention going to 247hawkeye.com. And I really do hope you consider smashing that subscribe button because well subscribing makes you feel good and at the very least like comment share i'll put the paypal link in the description and let me see what else am i forgetting that's about it put the paypal link in the description if you want to donate to the channel and without further ado let's get in to this The Iowa Hawkeyes started the game fast. They, uh, uh, Patrick McCaffrey hit a few jumpers, uh, three-point shots, which was good to see. Um, And they pretty much had control of the entire game. Uh, Penn State did battle back to make it close. Um for a little bit of time in the first half. Uh, But Iowa got some good performances from a handful of guys. They got a good performance from Phillip, pretty balanced, pretty pretty balanced. You know, Phillip Rebracca has been playing much, much better. I'm excited to see that development. Um, To me, before we get into the players and their individual performance. The key to this game was the defense. Iowa's defense played great. Now, part of that was Penn State taking shots so late into the shot clock where the score was going to be much lower. Anyways, Penn State is very similar to Rutgers. They like to operate late in the clock, and they like to keep the game low scoring. 
like I said, Patrick McCaffrey uh, started the game hot. He finished with 11 points. But again, the defense of effort was good. And, you know, in my opinion, Iowa's defensive effort has been fairly strong, fairly consistent since they've gotten into Big Ten play. Now, the execution and the rotate the, the rotations uh, directed from the coaches have changed and varied from game to game. I'm a big supporter of Iowa using their length and getting into the one, two, two and one, three, one full court. It's not full court. It's more a three quarters press. I'm a big uh, supporter of that. Iowa has the length. They have the athletes. Uh, they have the quickness, especially with Joe Toussaint at the point guard to take care of some of these things. So the defense was solid today. Once again, we saw Chris Murray's development. And to me, this is the the biggest X factor for this season is Chris Murray. And I alluded to this in my post-game reaction. Let's see what Iowa finished the first half with. What was the score at half? 30 to 25, Iowa was up by five points. After the first half, Chris Murray hit a three-point shot with under a minute to go. That lefty, that lefty, he'll get you every time. Man, his jumper is as smooth as smooth as it gets. There's zero wasted motion. He gets it in the pocket, and it's straight up. It's so smooth. There's no weird jolt to his shot. Um, and I've said this to you guys on this video or on the channel that Ultimately, in my experience, if you practice shooting enough, anyone with any form can become a good shooter. But the easiest and the most efficient way to do that is to have a smooth jumper with very little wasted motion like a quarterback. And that's what Chris Murray has. It is beautiful. And his brother, Keegan. The midseason All-American has a beautiful shot as well. But this is the biggest X factor, guys, is Chris Murray, in my opinion. Because if Iowa can get 8 to 20 points, I know that's a wide margin, but, but yeah, let's go below 20. Let's go 8 to 15 points a night with the occasional... 29-point performance that we saw from him a while ago, that's huge. That is huge. And I'm glad to see Fran McCaffrey watched my video, my post-game reaction to the loss to Rutgers where I said, where I said, it's Chris Murray time. Where's Chris Murray? Where was Chris Murray? Where was Chris Murray? And like I said, Fran McCaffrey watched the video and decided to put Chris into the rotation 
much more. Of course, Fred McCaffrey did not watch my video. Who knows? He maybe he's seen one of my videos. I don't know. You'd be surprised. You would be surprised. But I was concerned that Fran was getting bad tunnel vision. Like I said, anyone who has played sports, especially at a high level, knows, and especially in the amateur ranks, knows that there are the dads who coach, and you're pretty much screwed if the guy who coaches son plays at the position that you play because the love that he has for his son is just hard for him to overcome that. And I was starting to get slightly concerned that he was getting tunnel vision with Patrick McCaffrey. By the way, it's not that Patrick's a bad player because he isn't. He's good. The dude had 11 points today. He is one of Iowa's top three players. In my opinion, it's Keegan, it's Chris, and it's Patrick. But there should be no night where Chris Murray does not play 15 minutes. At least 15 minutes. And we got that. He played 20 minutes against Penn State, which was good to see. Keegan Murray had 15 points and eight boards. It wasn't his best performance, but guys, I mean, 15 points is still 15 points, especially when the other team is keying in on you and basically playing what's known as a box and one. If you don't know what a box and one is, it is when one guy follows you around the court and sticks on you like glue. And the other four guys basically play some sort of a zone, a full-blown zone, or a matchup zone. There's varying degrees in which to do a box-in-one. So it's tough. And Keegan is going to have to figure that out. He is going to have to figure out how to get buckets when the other team, the opposing team, is keying in on him like we have seen. And I think the answer to this is simple. He needs to search for his shot a little bit more. Uh, Iowa needs to try and find him a little bit more. And if he can develop the skill, and yes, I said skill, of getting to the free throw line because some of the best scorers in history had that skill. Look at Colby, look at Michael, and yes, it is his skill. If he can develop the skill of getting to the free throw line, that would be absolutely huge. It really would. I got my highlights playing in the background here. So, But he still had a good performance. 15 points is still very solid. Um, like I said, Patrick McCaffrey chipped in for 11 points. He had a good night. Philip Rebracca had eight points. As I've said previously, if Philip Rebracca can score between eight and 12 points, that's perfect. That is all that is asked because of what Iowa asks him to do defensively. 
there are few Iowa Hawkeyes who are asked to do more on the defensive end than Philip Rabraka. So that is good to see. So let's see what else we got here. Um, Jordan Bohannon chipped in 11 points. He had a few three-point shots go down. Uh, he had two three-point shots go down early in the first half. Very beautiful shots. By the way, I was hoping that the Matthew Loves Ball YouTube channel was going to have uh, the highlights so I could play those in the background. Um, even though somebody submitted a copyright cl uh, claim against me, it, it was either a Rutgers fan or someone who is annoyed with the show. Um, but, you know, of course, it is fine. Everything's good. Um, but so he the, the video is not up yet. You know what? Let's take a look. Let's see if it is finally up here. Let's take a look. We're also going to take a look to see if this turns out to be a quadrant one or a quadrant two victory. If I had to guess, this is probably going to go down as a quad two victory. That's my guess. Yeah, I don't I don't see it. That's all right. He 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 hasn't uploaded it uh, yet. All right, let's take a look. Iowa is 25th in the net rankings. They dropped six spots. As I told you guys, they would losing to Rutgers. Rutgers was outside the top 100 in the net rankings. So that game helped Rutgers exponentially more than it ever could have helped Iowa. Let's see where Penn State is at. I have a funny feeling they are not. They are 82nd. Not bad. Not bad. That's actually higher than I was expecting. That's actually good. So this will go down as a quadrant two victory, as I said. As I said. Um, let me see if I can find. Uh, let, let me go on my Facebook here and show you guys what a quad one win is, what a quad two win is. Let me pull that up for you right quick. So here we go, y'all. I found it. By the way, if you're not following me on Twitter, follow me on Twitter at 247Hawkeye. Pretty simple. I don't uh, go on Twitter as much as I go on Facebook. Um, so a quad one win is when you beat a home net team that is ranked 1 to 30, a neutral net team that is ranked 1 to 50, and net away 1 to 75. And remember... Penn State is 82nd. A quad two win is a home 31 to 75. Ah, no, no. So this is going to go down as a quad three victory. Quad three victory, which is 70 home 76 to 160. So. This will go down as a quad two, or excuse me, quad three victory, which isn't great, but it is a lot better than Iowa losing. And if we look at this, Iowa pulled to 500 in the Big Ten, which is good. As long as they can stay at 500, they will be in the NCAA tournament, okay, which is ultimately what matters. Uh, I don't think Iowa will win the Big Ten this year. I just don't think 
they have the team to do it. I like this Iowa team a lot. I do. But I just don't. If they had a big who could help them rebound the ball a little bit more, little bit more, and give them some inside presence, then they would be fine. And some length on the defensive end, I would say that they would have a shot. And I do think Iowa will be one of the most dangerous teams in the NCAA tournament. And I do think that Iowa has the team to make a Sweet 16 yet again. I'm not saying that they will make the Sweet 16, but they have the team. They have the horses to do so. But in order to win the Big Ten, you have to have a, a, a deep team and you have to have a post presence or a really, 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 really good point guard. And unfortunately, Iowa does not have two of those things. Now, if Philip Rebraca can develop into, like I said, an 8 to 15, 8 to 12 point a night guy, then I'll check back with you. But as it sits right now, like I said, I just don't see uh, Iowa winning the Big Ten, but they are squarely in the NCAA tournament. Andy Katz has them as a seven seed. This Penn State win ultimately does nothing for the NCAA tournament, but it doesn't hurt Iowa's chances for the NCAA tournament either. Iowa improves to 14 and five, which guys, let me ask you a question. At this point in the season, outside of me, did anyone expect Iowa to be 14 and five at this juncture? You guys know I predicted Iowa to be a 20 win team in my Iowa hoops preview. Not to brag or anything, <laughs> not to brag or anything. So things are looking good. Let's look at the team stats right quick. And we will get out of here. Uh, Iowa shot 40%. They held Penn state to 33%. Um, Iowa shot really well from the free throw line and they won the rebound battle 37 to 34, which is all you can ask. I don't need Iowa to dominate the boards. Just win. That is all I need. Let's see if I can find real quick. Here we go. Um, and let's see if we can find where Iowa is in the big 10. They are eighth. Like I said, they pulled to 500 in the Big Ten, which is ultimately, that's, as long as they stay 500, everything is fine. Now, some of you guys out there will say, it's not good enough, Nolan. It's not good enough. And you know what? Maybe you're right. But I remember I saw um, a post from, I can't remember if it was Jeff Horner or, no, it was somebody from Hawk Central. Um, and the Des Moines, no, it was the Des Moines Register. That's where it was from. And by the way, if the, if the Des Moines Register were to back this channel, whoo, it'd be over. And the guy said that in the best years for Iowa hoops, Making the NCAA tournament three out of every four years was really good. And as it stands right now, if Iowa were to make the NCAA tournament yet again, 
this year, it would be the fourth straight year. Now, I get it. One of those years, the NCAA tournament did not happen due to COOF, but they would have made the NCAA tournament, okay? Which makes it four years in a row. So I get it. Some of you guys are over Fran McCaffrey. You've seen this rodeo before. Ultimately, I'm someone who errs on the side of settling with good rather than being terrible in order to get great. And I do think that Fran McCaffrey has a few years to continue to build and make a Sweet 16 run, have certain guys in the NBA doing this, doing that, doing well in order to help recruiting because let's be honest, the guys who are in the top 100 in hoops recruiting go to the schools that can get them to the NBA. And now Iowa has a track record with three guys in the NBA, Joe Wieskamp, Luca Garza, and Tyler Cook. So things can still get better. And last year, what we saw from Iowa was incredible. Did they end up coming up short? Yes, I got it. They came up short. But they they were top 10 much of the season, if not top five last season. So I still have a little bit of leeway for Fran McCaffrey. All right, guys, let's wrap this up. I already went a little bit longer than I wanted. Iowa is eighth in the Big Ten. They are four and four with all four losses, or excuse me, three losses coming to Wisconsin, Illinois, and Purdue, some of the best Big Ten teams. And the other loss came to Rutgers, who is silently having a decent season. We will see where this Iowa team can go and how they can grow. But right now, you should be satisfied. It was, a gr- it was a fun game, solid win. Not the best win, but solid win with some good performances. My MVP goes to Chris Murray. I'm very excited about him. I think Iowa has some untapped potential there. And a little bit, the bar is a little bit higher uh, as far as capability and possibility goes with the development of, or possibly, well, yeah, with the development of Chris Murray and uh, as well as Philip Rebracca. So we will see how that transpires. All right, guys, thank you guys so much for watching. Iowa picks up, let's see here, what did the final score end up being? Man, that sucks. I wish this was all set up to go. Man, the Iowa picks up the... 68 to 51 victory over Penn State. It was a really fun game. Thank you guys so much for watching this. Be sure to hit that subscribe button because, well, subscribing makes you feel real good. Uh, Go to 247hawkeye.com. At the very least, if you don't want to subscribe to the channel, be sure to share, like, comment. I try and comment to everybody's comment, which you very well know. By now, follow me on Twitter at 247Hawkeye. I'll put the PayPal link in the description. And last but not least, DBAP, don't be a pussy willow. And facts are feelings. Your feelings don't matter. Love y'all. Go Hawks. See you next time. Bye.